Hello, welcome to the Create Podcast. I am Kristen Hange, and this week we are bringing you an episode we love called The Foreign Nature of Joy. So since we're in the middle of a global pandemic, and it isn't easy to travel like it once was, Natalie and I thought we'd bring you a podcast from one of our favorite Paris adventures. The interesting thing about travel is how, in a foreign country, we allow ourselves to let go and meet the unexpected. We let ourselves be led by our curiosity and joy. Those energies are always inside of us, and they want to lead us somewhere. They have somewhere to take us to. When we listen to them, we are listening from an embodied place, deeper than the mind. Now, in our everyday lives, we can get tied down to our to-do list of expectations, and it can be real easy to feel cut off from that sense of aliveness. And since we are here in this pandemic, it can be especially tempting to let the outer world set the temperature for our inner landscape. I've talked to so many people recently who are aching for something more. This isolation has caused them to realize they want to be set free from the conditions of their life. So I decided to teach a class starting February 18th called Wonderful Indescribable Joy. I'm interested in how we continually cultivate and nurture our personal relationship with joy and fun, no matter what the outer circumstance. I believe this world is our playground, and this life is here for our enjoyment. We were made by love for love. And when we connect to the inner light inside, we are connecting to our power center. It's that light, that frequency that guides us and protects us and uplifts us. It's that light that is our creative source. Connecting to your light and your joy is actually the most productive thing you can do because it will transform everything. When we connect to that energy and bring it forward, it will change our relationships, our work, our everyday lives. So if you want to know more about this class, which starts February 18th, Thursday nights, you can email me at Kristen Hange Classes, that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-H-A-N-G-G-I Classes, plural, C-L-A-S-S-E-S at gmail.com, Kristen Hange Classes at gmail.com. And with no further ado, here is... The foreign nature of joy. Do you know what time it is? Is it time for the Create Podcast? It sure is. <laughs> Live from Paris. From Paris. Friends, we've been talking about this trip, I feel like, for a long time. And it is here. It is now. We are in Paris doing this podcast. We have the Eiffel Tower just sparkling to our daddy out. <laughs> in fact, if we look out the window right now, we will see the Eiffel Tower. It's pretty amazing. Oh, it's good to be in Paris. It is great to be in Paris. And this whole podcast topic came from the fact that we were traveling to Paris. And we kept telling people, hey, guess what? We're going to Paris. And people would say, for what? What for? Why are you going? And we would say, joy. And they'd say, what? What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean, joy? What do you mean you're going for joy? 
And so we started laughing about it because it was happening so consistently that people couldn't understand that you would just do something because it was fun and joyful and for no other reason than it brought you joy. No one knows what joy is. And so we titled this podcast, The Foreign Nature of Joy. Yeah. That it's not that we're traveling to a foreign country. It's that joy for many of us feels like a foreign place. It doesn't feel like the state of being that we are living in, expressing, experiencing, or making our decisions from. It feels like we're very busy making our decisions from obligation and to-do lists and responsibility and conditioning. And when you're living in that mindset, doing anything from an activated place of love, excitement, passion, play, something that isn't going to bring you any result other than it just feels good to do it, feels foreign. Well, we didn't get taught to do that. We didn't know that joy could be the motivating factor. And I love to think in a universe that loved us and created us, how would it tell us what direction to go? It would use love and joy as the way to say, go this way, do this. Here's where I'm calling you. So when we take joy off the table, we've actually lost our connection to our inner direction. Right. And that is amazing that you say it in that way. Rumi has this great quote that says, when you do things from your soul, you feel a river moving in you, a joy. And I feel like when you do things from obligation, it's like a dam that stops that creative juice, that river of life, that river of joy that is always flowing. And that river of joy, if you follow it, will flow you in directions you might not be able to control or contain or recognize, but that is the juice of life. And that is the calling of your soul that you didn't come here to get your pension and get your house and call it a day and go, okay, now everything's in place. And one day I'll go and have some fun. You came here to say, where is the river of my soul taking me? Because it will lead me to places unexpected that are beyond my wildest dreams. And our soul wants to take us somewhere that doesn't look like anybody else's life. That's right. It's never been created before. It is just the expression of our unique soul. And I just literally, as I was pulling up to your pied terre <laughs> as it were, I was outside and I stopped um, because I was like, oh my goodness, I have to write this down. I had Rob Bell in my ears. Oh, what a good one. And he said... And it's this week's podcast of Rob Bell's. And, it's, and he said, the more you love from your center, the less you look at your neighbors. <gasps> right? Yeah. So when love and joy are your motivating factor, that's what's carrying you forward. That is dictating your actions. Then your life doesn't look like anybody else's. Mm. And then you don't stop and compare. And there's no competition. There's no competition. Mm. So if you find yourself in comparison and competition, it means maybe I've been trying to do life by somebody else's standards instead of marching from my own unique drummer and letting my life be its own work of art. Well, and I would love to share, I would love to share like many of our experiences that have taken us yeah. through this podcast. So I, I, just as a preface, and if we forget any of this podcast number two, I would love <laughs> for us to share the airport adventure. Oh yeah. The boating adventure. Yes. And, uh, and like uh, the different various adventures we've had here. But speaking of not comparing, I had something come up this week where I was so jet lagged and I travel back and forth to Paris like every six weeks and my body's real great at handling it. And we slept on the plane and yeah. all the things. My body was so jet lagged that there was this one day where I slept till two in the afternoon. 
And I was, and I texted Kristen. I was like, what did you do? And Kristen had the day of my dreams. And I actually had to say, Kristen, I have to say, because you're my best friend and I know you can be a space of holding it. I'm so jealous of you right now. Like, I'm so mad at my body that wants to sleep. I'm so mad that I missed my day in Paris. I've been looking forward to coming here for so long. And like, why does Kristen get to have all the fun and my stupid body wants to sleep? Like, I was like upset. And it took like some processing to be like, well, why can't I just honor that? Actually, if I don't make a story about it, and here was what I did come to. The story that my brain wants to create about sleeping until two in the afternoon and missing a day in Paris is because my my mind wants to create expectation that you have to live every day, you've been looking forward to this time, it has to look a certain way. But actually, if I was tapped into joy, for someone who's been working and working seven days a week for months on end, the joy of waking up with the Paris view outside and being in the warm sun and sleeping in a beautiful bed, that was actually what joy was. Everything else was to-do list and obligation, even if it was stuff that I thought was good and I really wanted to do. Because what your body wanted, where the joy of your soul was, is Rest, doing, doing nothing. nothing. Tuning out. Oh, I keep on this trip giving myself permission to do nothing. Um, just, just saying, wait, what does my body want to do right now? Oh, right before I came here, I laid down and I was like, I'm going to take a 20 minute nap. <laughs> and I slept for 20 minutes. My alarm went off and then I reset it and took 20 more minutes. Yes. And then I reset it 20 oh, more minutes. minutes. And then eventually I was like, oh, after an hour, I was like, oh, now it's time to walk to Natalie's. Now the joy moves. <laughs> now the joy moves. This is really interesting because in, in the realm of like comparing yeah. and not living from my own joy, my own heart, it was like I wanted to make a story that, well, Kristen gets to have more fun and Kristen is more resilient and Kristen is so good at following her charm and I'm not as good. And it, like I wanted to make all these stories. And so there was this opportunity to say, okay, but where's my joy? Yeah. Like maybe my joy is in a different place right now. And so my joy was kind of delayed, be lazy. And yeah. And then when I decided it was time to go out, I'm like, I'm going to take myself out for a Parisian solo dinner of my dreams. And I ended up uh, going to this little restaurant that had sparked my joy earlier when I was in the park and I saw it and uh my boyfriend said oh yeah it just opened and I was like oh I want to go there sometime I walked by I had the most beautiful dinner is that the picture that you sent me oh that was the dinner of dreams beautiful sea bass with all these vegetables I mean it was and I'm looking at the Luxembourg Gardens and the director of the restaurant was being so kind to me and the restaurant wasn't that slow and I asked him would you mind helping me practice my French and he was so delighted and so we had this long conversation in French and I got to practice because sometimes I'm shy to practice with my boyfriend because he's actually so good at speaking French. And it turns out he has a 16-year-old daughter who's always dreamed of being an actress and living in New York. And so through the course of this conversation, I was able to say, well, give her my email and tell her to talk to me. And there was like this beautiful connection. And he said, please be my guest. Have a glass of wine on me. And I said, I receive. And it was just this beautiful, joyful connection. 
that came out of me doing a direct restart of my joy engine. Mm. Like I could sit into the story of everything I missed or I could tap into joy right here, right now. And from whatever vibrational place I was in earlier today of whining and feeling jealous and feeling less than and being mad at my body, I could stay with that story and keep joy at an arm's length. Or I could just do a complete restart. Like, you know, when you have to restart the computer because it's working too slow. Yes. Just a restart. And then, okay, where's joy now? And it might not be what I think it is, but... If I'm able to just know that at any moment I can stop and reset and joy is there and it's something that I can follow and then that vibrational shift can happen like the miracles, the shift of perception that happens in an instant. Oh, so good. And on that tip, you know, where I have to work not to get into jealousy in comparison with you is that you're having like the most beautiful romance with like the love of your life. And it's so fun to get to see you be in love and like living a fairy tale romance. And I have to like just really watch any story that might want to come up of like, what's wrong with me? Am I not good enough that I don't have like the fairy tale love? And I have to really watch and go, oh no, we're just, we have different dharmas on the planet. And so we're in like, and so like I'll have to like hit, the, I'll like notice it come up and I'll have to hit the restart button because it's just the part of my ego that wants to tell me that there's something wrong with me. Yes. Right. And I'll just notice it and go, oh, oh, you're not coming to live here. Like, I'm like, listen, I am a divine piece of perfection. Let's have a conversation. Isn't that amazing that it, it comes up for both of us? It came up as a defect. A defect in us. So it wasn't anything like, there's nothing in me ever that isn't so excited about your exactly. beautiful life. But the idea that that might mean that there's something wrong with me yes. is the pain. And when I was sharing with you, I was like, I'm not upset with you. Yes. This has nothing to do. Like, I'm happy for you. I just wonder why something in me doesn't deserve it or isn't yes. good enough for it or is yes. separate from it, right? And so many of the times when you don't have a deep love and communication like we do, it's easy to make the other person wrong because you don't want to face the pain of the defect of feelings. Right, of like the lie of the defect, which actually isn't there. Like, it's, it's not, it's not real, it's illusion. And so part of the fun for me this week has been like, well, then what does feel like joy in the area of romance? Uh, so, so like... I've been having different dates with different Frenchmen every night. And then like some actual real true romance in my personal life where it's been like, where is there a a challenging conversation that I actually need to like go ahead and have and like, uh, face directly into something that is that is really there and because of that like I've had some like a couple transformational conversations this week and a couple hot makeouts with some Frenchmen I mean hey now no one's mad at that no one's mad no one's mad so it's it's really been a fascinating practice for me to go well how does my soul express itself and this is actually a really great tip for some people would say well following joy being in joy 
well, yeah, easy if, you know, if you're in Paris, yeah. you know, easy if, you know, you have some vacation saved up or easy if, you know, you don't have bills to pay or you're not arguing with someone in your life that's mm-hmm. really special for you. And here is, as we were doing the study for this uh, process, this podcast, here is what we learned. Kristen and I decided, because we were laughing hysterically, that why are you guys going to Paris? Joy! <laughs> huh? <laughs> we, we, were la- we thought it was so funny that we were like, so from the moment we get in the car, everything has to be joy. So we were like, we're going to buy Groupon and we're going to go to the spa. We took ourselves, we got facials, we got massages, we got body scrubs the day that we were flying out so that we could just get on the plane and feel like scrubbed clean, relaxed. The whole thing was heaven. We drive to the airport with a friend. The whole thing is heaven. We're like so grateful that someone offered to drive us to the airport. It was just heaven. We get to the airport. Now everybody knows airports are not really the source of joy yeah the lines are long people are cranky like all the things can go wrong but Kristen and I were just taking such a stand that every single part of the journey would be joyous that even in the airport where we're having to take stuff out of our luggage to make it not heavy funny the line is so long we decided when we were in line to pull out my Osho book and Kristen started reading Osho to me in the line to check in for our flight. I, it was giving her dramatic reading of Osho, <laughs> like really going into it and doing it out loud. And so we go through this whole long, massive line. We get to the front and right before we go up to the ticket counter, the woman behind us turned to us and said, "My, I just want to let you know, I love Osho. And I happen to have one of his books in my bag too. <laughs> I mean, can you believe it? That's when I go, there's only one thing happening on this planet. And it was so amazing to say this this place where we thought people would think, who are these crazy girls reading this weird book? And this woman is like, I love him too. Thank you for the readings. I was listening. This was great, you know. And we check in. The, the, the restaurants are closed. Everything's crazy. And then... Someone says, hey, do you want to sit at our table? We meet this beautiful couple who's been traveling all around the world and going back to the north of France where they live, and they share their table with us. And then the line to buy water and chocolate and things was long, and we had made friends with the woman who was like the cranky woman that was bringing everyone in. (laughs) And she didn't make me stand in line. She didn't make Kristen stand in line. She just gave us what we wanted, and the line was crazy to get on the plane, so we just decided not to stand in it. We just sat down, hung out relaxed we slept on the plane we had the best time we had so much fun going to the bathroom jumping over the girl in the seat with the oh house. my goodness I leaped over the girl in the plane and I get so much joy out of making Natalie laugh especially in like really bizarre situations like I get more and more goofy trying to make her laugh but you do have the choice in any situation to go where's the party here yes so what we're ta- what we're saying so this is part one of the story, which was everything in life, everything in reality, everything in circumstance was like, ugh, 
Like it wasn't a source of joy. And we continued to bring the energy of joy to every single piece of it. It did not make the line go faster. Yes. It did not make our luggage weigh less. Yeah. It did not mean we still didn't have to pay for our luggage. It did, like nothing changed really, except we just had a really great time and we were able to connect with really great people amid a crowd of people that were cranky and triggered. We know that it's our perception that changes things. So how can we bring vacation viewpoint even when we're not on vacation? So cut to we arrive in Paris and my boyfriend planned, he rented a boat and he suggested that Kristen and I pick up fromage, jambon, pain, like I got so much joy out of us going to all the little uh, shops and getting all the little things for our basket. And one of the things I love about Natalie is she wants everything to be beautiful. So, like, I love when you were like, I want to get a pretty tablecloth. I want to get flowers. Like, everything to make it like a Martha Stewart spread. (laughs) Like, it's just beautiful. And also, what we must say about Natalie's boyfriend, Eddie, is that he loves to plan. His love language is planning. (laughs) Because... Truly, he wants to delight us. He wants to give us an experience like we've never had before. But his desire to execute those plans perfectly can be really funny sometimes. (laughs) So he had planned for us to go on this boat. Kristen and I have a large basket full of French... uh, Overflowing. Wine, cheese, strawberries, grapes. We're going to get on the boat. Now, this is a beautiful night in Paris. We're on the Canal Saint-Martin. It's stunning. Nothing could be wrong in this moment. Everything is perfection. And Eddie is so grumpy. And he is grumpy from the moment he shows up to get us at my flat because he's very concerned about time. He really wants to get there early, and he's worried about traffic, and he's worried about picking up the boat and all of the things. And, of course, within this vibration... We can't find a taxi. The oh, the is sub- taking forever. The, the, the subway, subway was broken. broken. <laughs> like nothing was working in order to get us there on his schedule. Right. And when we finally, I ordered an Uber. I was like, don't worry about like the subway. I'll just get us a car. It's not a big deal. It went from saying that the Uber is six minutes away to 10 minutes to, to 12, 12 minutes. minutes. It must've been on 12 minutes for half an hour. <laughs> like it was no joke. And I'm just watching him and Natalie, and I are just like, we're going to love Eddie right now. But the great thing that in in this, so everything worked out. We got to the boat on time. Everything was lovely. We had a beautiful, but then we get out on the boat in the water. And this was part of Eddie's deal was there's a bridge. And if we don't get there in time, we'll have to spend 75 or 45 minutes going around in in circles bridge to open up again. So there was a time that he wanted to get us through when that drop bridge uh, went up. Okay. So we're out on the water. We're just about to get to the bridge and all of a sudden the boat stalls. Like we're, we're like stranded in the middle of the canal and the boat won't open. We had to call like a rescue crew to come so and tow funny. us back to shore. Now, meanwhile, you can imagine everyone around us is like triggered. Kristen and I are living our best Parisian life. We're eating bread, we're having cheese, we're drinking rosé, we're on the water. (laughs) We could not have been in a different vibration. But the the thing that ended up happening when we got the next boat and everything... Oh yeah, they give us a brand new boat. boat. We get all loaded up on that boat. We get all the way out. And guess what, guys? 
the moment we got to the bridge, it opened. Mm -hmm. So we had all of these delays that could have been a reason to get upset or make a story, but actually the delays got us there at the perfect time. Right. And what was so interesting about looking at these two days next to each other is here was the kind of like airport situation where everything's kind of messed up and you could bring that kind of energy to it or you could bring joy to it. Now here's this perfect, beautiful Parisian night where nothing's actually wrong and you can still bring whatever energy you want to it. So what we were noticing is joy is in the vibration that we are bringing to the circumstance, not the circumstance itself. And joy will have different outfits, right? Sometimes joy will look like sleeping in. But to, to my mechanism, I couldn't recognize it as joy because in my mind, joy was going out and having a cheese plate with Kristen. Right. And well, it's so really interesting. You know, I've been working on the script since I've been here in Paris. Now, most people would think, wait, you're in Paris. What are you doing on your computer? But I can't think of a thing for me that is more joyful and feels so motivated by joy than getting to write the story. Like, there's nothing I really want to do. I don't want to go to a museum. I've, I've been there. I've been to all of them. Like, I don't have any sites I need to see, really. I want to sit and fall in love with this story and let it delight me and surprise me. That's the biggest motivating factor right now if I follow my heart. It feels like my core and it feels like spirit guiding me. So it can look a lot of different ways. So it's really interesting just to go, wait, what's the truth here? Yeah. What is the thing that um, is motivating me? And it's fun it's to so fun. like learn yourself that way. And what's really fun about choosing to see life almost through the lens of joy is that it gives other people permission to get on your energetic train. Yes. Right? It's very easy for us to get into the energetic train of the lowest common energy denominator in the room. So the person that's upset can kind of easily bring everyone else to that vibration. And we actually think we're not being good partners if someone's upset and we don't go down in the mud with them. We think it's actually abandoning of them or not being there for them. But actually, what is the more powerful thing is to say, I see you there and you can stay there as long as you want. And I'll be over here holding highest and beautiful, deep, best energy for both of us. So when you're ready, you can hop back over here. Well, it was so fun to watch Eddie. You were slaying it in your allowing of him to have his process and holding the vision that you that we were just going to have the best time on the canal. Yeah. And so once we got past the bridge and he was captaining that ship and he was living his best life, there was such a moment where he was like, do you want to come sit over by the captain? And he, his vibration had risen. Yeah. And then he had you drive. And then to watch the two of you just be the cutest thing ever. It was so great. And it was like, well, you can hold that space even if someone is not there without making a story about their process. Because no. all of us have a process that is innate for us. Yes. And actually... He had asked me the next day, he said, do you think I, I was wrong for, you know, feeling so upset? And I actually said, not at all. I said, if I was hot and tired and working all day and had spent all this time planning something and I wanted so much to delight my friends and my girlfriend and it wasn't working out, I'm like, I would probably feel 
all those same feelings. So I don't think you were wrong for feeling them at all. That's why I didn't get in your way. Because mm-hmm. I know that he has a connection to his joy and he has a connection to his higher power and he has a connection to working out his own feelings. He doesn't need me for that. Yeah. I just got to be there and say, I trust him. He's got it. He's going to work it out. And if he needs something, I'm right here. But it's not my job. It's my job to stay in joy. That's exactly right. Yeah. Isn't that fun to think of it? Oh, it's my job. It's my job. Actually, how I'm the most effective on the planet, how I execute living my dharma is by being in joy. That's my job, is to follow the path that feels like joy. And that takes intimacy with our own soul, a kind of deep listening to go, ooh, heart. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to take me? And following those things that feel like bliss. And Joseph Campbell tells us that like our job in life is to follow our bliss. It's going to take us, that's going to help us write the story of our life. But it's so interesting how it's the first thing that we will uh, deprioritize. As opposed to what would happen if my number one priority in the morning was to get into connection with my heart and see where my bliss is right now in this moment, where it might be today where my own intuitive path wants to lead me. Yes. And here's what I like to think. We're talking about joy feeling foreign. Well, if you go to a foreign country, what you do is you show up and you have your eyes wide open and you're excited to see every single thing that your eyes haven't seen before. And you're savoring every meal every glass of wine, every relic, every moment, and you want to share it with people that you love. And if you think about that's how we treat foreign places, then treat joy that way too. Yeah. Show up with your eyes wide open. Show up being so excited to savor and taste and smell and touch joy as it is showing up in your life and be so excited to share it with other people. You know, when you go to a place and you're, you want to say, I can't wait to take you to this restaurant. I can't, Oh, you have to go to Greece someday. It's the most beautiful place in the world. Oh, you have to go parasailing. Yes. It's amazing. And you can't wait to share it with people. Allow your joy to be that infectious. Allow your joy to be the thing you can't wait to share, you can't wait to spread, you can't wait to have more of. Yes, and so it's not selfish. It actually is like the most beneficial thing for the planet we can do is let our joy become contagious. Right. Right? And let it um, inspire others to follow their own joy. Natalie is being so sweet and filling up a water glass for me wow. because it is it is warm in Paris. Hot and patties. Yeah, well, we can't help being hot. Not just us. Not, and I also wanted to say, you may be in a place where it is hard to touch joy. And I think we've all been in those places for whatever's going on in our life. Maybe we're in a time of grief or we've put joy on the layaway plan for so long. It's like, I don't even know where to, how to get there or how to touch it. And Elizabeth Gilbert has that amazing talk. And I believe it's on the, um, uh, soul, super soul, soul. Sessions, yes. Uh, Oprah's podcast, the super soul session. And she says, if you can't get to your passion, just use curiosity yeah. and allow something that you're curious about to be something that can open a door for you. So I had a curious moment today. Um, 
I pulled on my desire list and I was kind of laughing to myself because I was telling you, like, I just keep wanting to write all the time. But every day I'm trying to do something like a little like mm, out of the ordinary. What could be different? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking tomorrow is my last day in my little neighborhood. And I was like, is there anything I want to do in my little neighborhood before I leave? And I thought of that, um, uh, Kofor, the place to get your hair done. Yes, so Nat- the, fancy the fancy one. So Natalie and I had passed by and I literally like stopped and turned and there was all these twinkle lights. And I was like, is that a restaurant we need to go eat at? Or is that an adorable shop that's going to have the cutest dresses ever? But no, it was a hairstylist um, uh. place in France. And I had noticed, I've been doing, I, I think I talked about this on the last podcast. I'm getting rid of goals and I just do desires. Yeah. And I noticed that on my, I have like a three week desire list that I had getting my hair cut on my three-week desire list. And I was like, oh, oh, do I want to go in there? So today I went by, and I wasn't sure. Like, first of all, I actually think my hair looks awesome right now. So I didn't know if I wanted to, like, mess with it. But it seemed like such an adventure. And I walked in, and the person behind the appointments just delighted me. Uh, It was a person that I'm not sure how they identify gender-wise, but there were eyelashes. uh, There was the most, like, on-fleek highlighter, uh, orange neon nails. And I was like, first of all, I have to say that everything about you is giving me so much joy and they lit up and they were like oh and um we just immediately like fell in love and then uh they had a call over someone who spoke better English and uh they said that they had an appointment tomorrow at one o'clock and I was like I think I'm going to take it. I think you are going to take it. And then the woman who came up to translate was like, and your appointment will be with this person. Uh, right? So I get to go see them tomorrow. Uh, it feels like my new little best friend who's going to do something to my hair. I feel like, because I wanted to come visit you on your last day. I feel like maybe I'll make a video. Of my hair? Maybe I'll make a video of Kristen getting her hair done by the, her fabulous new friend and post it in the great community. That could be really fun. And it's the foreignness of joy. So it's something new that I didn't, I didn't even know if I wanted it or not. I didn't oh. know what lay behind that door. I'm still a little like, what are they going to do to my hair? Hope I don't hate it. But... It's for the adventure. It's for the new territory. It's for the something I've never done before. That's right. And like you and I have made a little bit of a desire list for while we're here in Paris of just like, are there a few things that we've never done before that are calling to us? And you can do that in your life no matter where you are. You can aim your life as it is, say... When I touch my my desire, my calling, things that I'm curious about, what is what is whispering to me? What is asking me to come and investigate it? You know what I think it is? I think routine is the thing that takes us out of that connection. Mm. Because I even noticed for myself, something that's fun about being here is I don't have a routine. So every day is like, what does it feel like now? And mm-hmm. that's what's fun about traveling. You know, when you just say, now, now where does the yeah. time want to take me? And so something that I can see myself in in New York is like, well, Monday is dance class, Tuesday is spin class, Wednesday is yoga class. So I don't open my mind to think, what else is available on Wednesday? Because it's just in rote routine that this is what I do now, this is what I do now. But 
this one particular Wednesday, yoga might feel great, but next Wednesday, maybe there's something different. But the routine, the structure of my mind around the routine of it keeps me away from asking the question. So no matter where you are in your relationship with joy, if it feels foreign, if it feels like a lover, whatever your relationship with it is, just saying, I'm going to drop what it's looked like before. And I'm going to be open to how it might show up in this moment. And I think that it's so true that we have to court our joy. Mm. Like we have to seduce our bliss. Mm. We have to go on a hunt to see where it might be. Mm. And, you and know, the chase is really fun. Oh, I love the chase. And it's important to do in our creative process too. Yeah. So whether you are a, a writer, a director, an actor, a painter, Look for where the joy is. Where is the bliss in this too, in my creative process? So mm. often writers will come to me when they get stuck, when they have a bit of writer's block and, yeah. and they can't move through it. There's like a lot of resistance. And using joy and bliss and fun is a great way to undo that wall or that block. Mm. Like let the process of it be entertaining and let what is coming through you delight you. Find a way. It's like Mary Poppins. And yes. every job that must get done, there is an element of fun. Yes. You find the joy and snap the, the jobs a game. Well, I Did I say that right? Oh, something like that. That's good. Yeah. That, that's what's been really beautiful about uh, falling in love with Eddie. If we're walking around Paris and there's a garden and I say, oh, that's a nice garden. We, we cannot just walk past the garden. We go in the garden. We walk around the garden. Like, if there's a new restaurant that looks beautiful, you don't just walk past it. He goes inside. He gets the card. We look around. Mm. But there's always this thing of when you see something that's beautiful, you go towards it. <gasps> when you see something that's beautiful, go towards it. So many of us are in the habit of seeing it and saying, I'll get back to it. Oh. Another day, I'll go another time. And, the, and joy lives in the immediacy. Joy lives in the present moment. So when you see beauty, when you see joy, when you see love, go towards it, go towards it now, go towards it today. We don't have tomorrow. We're not promised it. Go now. Go now. Go now. It's All right. here and it's waiting for you. And in the same way, so many people spend their lives waiting to have enough money to take that vacation. And then you get to that vacation and maybe your body isn't healthy enough to do some of the things you would have wanted to do on that vacation. Well, I always feel that about you. People have often said to me, like, you and Natalie take a lot of vacation. It's like, well, we'd like to do it now. now. I don't want to wait. I mean, there's a lot of people who wait till they retire before they vacation. Let's just do it right now. Well, actually, let's not let our whole lives feel like a vacation. Right. And whatever that looks like for you, just be willing to take one step towards it. Mm -hmm. One step towards it. You know, the, the, the book that's inspiring, the, the project that Kristen's working on, talks about a woman who had a desire to make a big change in her life. And she had no idea how to do it. So she started by cleaning her underwear drawer. She started by trying to save like, this little amount of money a day. She started by making these small steps. She just took one step towards it, one step towards it. If we learn to start taking steps towards the things that light us up, yes, we see that the universe, which is here to love us and light our lives and our hearts on fire, will be oh so happy to meet us. 
Oh, all right, life. Take me there. Um, there is a quote oh, that geez. did some things for my body. So I wanted to share. Um, it's written by John Crowker, who wrote Into the Wild as mm. many other books about adventure, right? Mm. And this one says, I'd like to repeat the advice that I gave you before in that I think you really should make a radical change in your lifestyle and begin to boldly do things which may previously ne- you may have previously never thought of doing or been too hesitant to attempt. So many people live within unhappy circumstances and yet will not take the initiative to change their situation because they are conditioned to a life of security, conformity, and conservatism, all of which may appear to give one peace of mind, but in reality, nothing is more damaging to the adventurous spirit within a man than a secure future. The very basic core of a man's living spirit is his passion for adventure. The joy of life comes from our encounters with new experiences, and hence, there is no greater joy than to have an endlessly changing horizon for each day to have a new and different sun. Mm. Yeah, we assume that the same sun rises in our life every day. Yes. What if we lived every day? Like, what is this sun? What is this moon? What is this person I'm next to? What is this street I can walk down? What if it's all new every day? And that every moment has that. So even if you've done something over and over again, there's a way to bring the new eyes to it and say, hey, I've never seen this sun before. I've never had this moment before. There is an adventure lying right here. If I'm willing to look deeper, if I'm willing to investigate, if I'm willing to see what in this moment has joy to explore, Mm -hmm. where is the beauty, where is the love that my heart wants to move towards? Mm That feels like joy. That feels like joy. Did we do it? I think so. Awesome. Um, Hey, if you want to know more about us, (laughs) we got a or joy. We got a website. We got videos. So many things. We decided to leave our stuff on sale all summer long. Every single thing on our website is for purchase for half price. And friends. If you are inspired by Kristen sitting in Paris and just for 15 minutes a day writing a screenplay that she's in love with and you say, I want to do that and I don't know how, Kristen has a writing course that will tell you exactly how and it is half price right now and the fact that you can get this woman in your ears on your screen for that amount of money blows my mind. You know what our friend Jen calls it? She calls it Hangy TV. Because you can see my little face up there. (laughs) Hangy TV. You can pull me up and I'm going to tell you how beautiful you are (laughs) and how much divine talent is inside of you and ready to be unleashed in the world. And if you love this podcast, just share it. Share it with friends. Give us a review. Write to us on our Facebook page and tell us what you want to hear about. Tell us what topics you want. And you know that we are here to tell you all about our Paris adventures for the next month so give us your feedback we are excited to delight you Uh, we love you so much and we are excited about your adventures and if this podcast um, motivates you to have an adventure that is led by joy please do email us about it or write about it in the create Facebook page we want to hear about what you're living yeah thank you so much for listening we love to feel like we have friends all over the world in you who are committed to doing their dream on the planet and if you like 
like this podcast and you want to find out more about what we're doing, or who we are, our pop-up classes, our online classes, you can check all of that out at thecreateseries.com. And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, you can go to the Create Community page. That's C, period, R, period, E, period, A, period, T, period, E, period, community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend? 